0: more than half of those in the intensive care unit and well over half of those children under the age of 12.
1: The Pfizer request would be for children aged 5 to 11. Dr. G. Shaw says the U.S. has turned a corner in the pandemic, but it's not over yet.
2: We still have the fall and winter to get through, and especially in the northern half of the country, it gets colder, people are spending more time indoors. So I, I, we might see little spikes, little, little bumps in cases. New England, which is very well vaccinated, I think is going to do okay. Midwest, Great Plains states, a lot of places with low vaccination rates, I'm more worried.
1: There's been an explosion at a mosque in northern Afghanistan. At least 100 people were killed or wounded there. This year's Nobel Peace Prize is shared by two journalists Maria Ressa of the Philippines and Dmitry Muratov of Russia. Here's our Elizabeth Palmer. Ressa runs Rappler, a hugely popular online news website in the Philippines that's reported on corruption and on extrajudicial killings authorized by the President Duterte. Dmitry Muratov is editor in chief of one of the most respected newspapers in Russia, which has meticulously reported on corruption and abuse of power. So which would you prefer, a free upgrade to first class or family time on a plane? Diane King-Hall on a new poll of parents. Four in ten parents say they would leave their children in economy class if they got a premium upgrade. That's according to a survey of UK adults by medic spot Age comes into play here. 12% of parents would wait until their child is 15 before making the switch. And And checking Wall Street before the opening bell, Dow futures are lower, S&P futures are higher. This is CBS News.
3: If you're checking for fever, the leading sign of COVID-19, beware of dangerously inaccurate non-contact thermometers. Instead, learn about Exergen at exergen.com. So, what are you sipping? Whether it's our freshly ground coffee to wake you up, or an icy Polar Pop cup or froster to keep you going, our new Sip and Save drink subscription at Circle K will keep you refreshed every day. Join Circle K's Sip and Save and grab any size drink every day for just $5.99 a month. Yeah! Start sipping and saving today. Just sign up with your mobile number when you check out at Circle K. Limited time offer at participating locations. On October fourteenth. Who are
1: Beth Burgess? I am a journalist. Kate Beckinsale stars in the new Paramount Plus series, Guilty Party.
4: I got a huge opportunity. Tony plimpton was convicted of killing her husband. The whole story. It has everything: guns,
0: murder, injustice. We all know your reputation. I'm sorry. What? You're not getting
1: the story. How do I know you're not playing me? How do I know you're not a murderer? The new original series, Guilty Party, streaming October fourteenth exclusively on Paramount Plus. Kanye West is opening a new school near LA, as CBS's Monica Ricks reports.
3: Uh. Kanye's new prep school will be named the Donda Academy after the rapper's late mother, Donda West. The school was formerly a private school near Simi Valley in the LA area. West says the school will provide the next generation of leaders, thinkers, and innovators with a world-class education, but will also focus on basketball. The rapper says he plans to recruit players himself. No word on when Donda Academy plans to open, but its website is already taking applications. Monica Ricks, CBS News. Google says it will
1: no longer allow digital ads that promote false climate change claims when it appears next to the content of other publishers. Those other publishers had expressed concern to Google. The new policy will also apply to YouTube. Last week, it announced it was cracking down on vaccine misinformation. I'm Cammie McCormick,
3: CBS News. Tired of living paycheck to paycheck? What if it didn't take years or even months to dramatically improve your net worth? What if you could do it virtually overnight? I'm not talking about the lottery. I'm talking about proven financial secrets used by the mega rich to build their massive fortunes. Once only available to an exclusive club of billionaires, this secret is now, for the very first time, available to you. Any ordinary person can use this powerful information to build massive wealth. It's like a financial wormhole. You know, something that moves you from one side of the universe to the other in the blink of an eye. But in this case, it's moving you from barely paying your bills to financial freedom in a snap. Learn more at FinancialWormholes.com. Get off the paycheck-to-paycheck hamster wheel and start enjoying life like the mega-rich. Go to FinancialWormholes.com. It costs you nothing but it changes everything. Do it today, and tomorrow you could start living the good life. Financialwormholes.com. That's financialwormholes.com.
2: At Pizza Cottage, they always use the finest ingredients, treat their customers and employees like family, and always give back to the community. From pizzas to subs, wings to pasta, they have everything for your family to enjoy. You can also book their party rooms and their food trips. Pizza Cottage has a new location at 951 East State Street for dine-in, carry-out, and delivery. So visit them today, or visit their website, www.pizza-cottage.com. Hans hey, Randy will talk classic
3: cars how to buy, sell, store, or make them bigger and badder. Join us, it's worth an hour. That's Auto Smarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM.
2: Come cross the line at Latitude 39, located at Ohio University inside Baker University Center. Enjoy our pub-style atmosphere and try our appetizers, burgers, pasta, seafood, and steak, as well as a variety of other pub favorites. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. at One Park Place, Athens, Ohio. Visit us and cross the line at Latitude 39. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6
3: to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the Sports Fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Quality. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street right next door to the Donkey Cafe, Uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheet that Press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress, 593-7393,
2: that's 593-7393. Larry's Dog House has been serving up delicious hot dogs, milkshakes and more since 1972. Everything is made from scratch using the finest ingredients and the friendly staff loves getting to know the customers. Come enjoy their 99-cent dessert special every weekend. And don't forget about Weenie Wednesday. Go to Larry's Doghouse.com for their full menu, follow them on Facebook, or better yet, stop in for some great food. Larry's Doghouse, 410 West Union Street, Athens.
1: Hi, I'm Kim. And this is Ruth. Please join us every Wednesday morning on 970-WATH to make it happen. It's the Kim and Ruth Show. Well, it's not, it's the, not Kim the Kim and Ruth Show. show. It's really... Tune in to Make It Happen with Kim and Ruth every Wednesday morning at 10.06. And we'll spend time talking about health and wellness topics. And all aspects of healthy living. But we know that you're the real expert in your health, so let us help you make it happen Wednesday morning on 970 WATH to make it happen.
4: People join Walk MS to raise awareness and funds that change the world for everyone affected by multiple sclerosis. Walk MS brings communities together Creating teams with friends, loved ones, and coworkers to rally around those we care about and end MS forever. Together, we can change the world for people with MS. Register today at walkms.org. am Inept Tech. Two, four,
5: six, eight,
3: who do we appreciate?
2: oysters oysters raw raw raw
4: and we're visiting with coach art turf today and coaches, we promised our listeners we're going to be coming to you from the training table at nf tech and what's that noise i hear in the background well that's a train ain't everybody got a train at their training table this is a little bit of an unusual setting, but uh, you told me you had a surprise in store for me today.
0: Well, no, I don't know how much of a surprise this is. You know, uh, way back when, when our crack dietitian, old uh, Tubby Thompson, come to me, he says, Coach, you've got to have your training table. I just figured it would be a natural to have your training table over at the train station. Well, ain't
4: I, that the way everybody does it? I'm not sure that's true, Coach, but uh, there is a bit of a, a problem when the uh, when the train comes by. It sort of rattles the silverware. When well, it the shakes the table there.
0: up, you got to be sure you ain't got your glasses of milk all the way full.
4: This is certainly a busy place. I think I hear another. Uh, train approaching on a different track well that's
0: right here comes one and you know this one sounds like it this might be the one that's bringing in coach robinson and his boys
4: the opponents for tomorrow night in the conference game double dakota tech well that's right ddt we're playing ddt this week and uh, coach robinson that's coach roach robinson
0: coach roach they call him he's bringing in his boys on the train we thought it'd be a nice gesture to have him come right into our training table and share our training table with us
4: well i believe this train is uh slowing down and pulling up to a stop here coach this may be the, the train bringing uh, the dbt in well, i
0: believe you're right you know this, this is one of them things that makes football a great game it is you, know, you can be enemies on the field you can lock horns out there on the field while the game's going on but away from the ball field away from the game you can have some nice fellowship with one another well we've got some unusual looking youngsters getting off the train well, that's right you can see that fella over there with the long arms that's steven spider stevens he's their quarterback really loves to fling them passes their web offense
4: what's this coming here i don't know that train's coming awfully fast
0: you're right you know this is a busy place but you know it it is coming kind of fast i hope this boy
4: knows what he's doing i hope uh, coach robinson coach roach you get your boys off that
0: train over there
4: coach i think we've had a bit of a collision out there on the tracks i believe this would be a good time for a commercial while they are clearing up the debris let's pause for a moment back with coach turf after this message
5: it sure is a great time for a commercial the art turf show is proudly sponsored by napoleon shoe lifts for the days you just don't feel up to it with an elevator design that projects a taller you
4: and we're back at the training table with Coach Art Turf, and hopefully, Coach, all of the train schedules have been completed. We can complete this program without any interruption.
0: Well, who cares about the program? Let's go ahead and eat and finish eating. You know, don't this look good? You probably don't see too many spreads like this. Look at all that roast beef, and we got some fried chicken and cream potatoes and peas and carrots, and you can have all that broccoli out there, but don't that look good?
4: Certainly an outstanding menu for a college football training table.
0: Not only that, it's lots of good stuff to eat. And, uh, of course, there is one problem with all this good food. What is that, coach? Well, uh, just for example, let me me tell you, I'll I'll stand up here. (laughs) You go through lots of paints.
4: Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf.
6: Uh, That's right, it's a weekend. Good times for you and me. And what a weekend for Ohio University. You're
4: keeping good company with WATA. That's
6: right, it's homecoming. 914 good morning folks welcome a lot of excitement uptown and in the uh, area yes indeed homecoming annual events last few years it's been uh, curbed back a little bit uh, just because of COVID and safety and all that sort of thing but uh, it appears that it's going to be in uh, nearly full bloom this year so um, it's exciting all of that uh, you you know we're very proud to be the flagship for Ohio University athletics and, um, Scott helped me a little bit. The, you know, we have so many key people over there. Uh, the guy I work with mostly is Michael Stevens. But there's others, and there's, uh, our, um, play-by-play people. Oh, Russ
5: Eisenstein? Yes,
6: yes. and, and others, and, Um... You know, we do the coaches show during the week. Yep, with Coach Tim Albin, And we have various updates throughout the week on activities of the athletics department. We're just very proud to be part of that. And uh, we're proud that they've selected us to be their flagship. All right. Well, anyway... Tomorrow, uh, we stand off
5: against whom? Central Michigan, the Chips. That's a 3.30 kickoff, right? Yep, yep. Pre-game at 2.30 on the flagship station. And um, homecoming it is. It is, yes. Maybe a little bit of rain in the morning, but clearing out according to uh, meteorologist Brian Hughes. So, looks like a pretty good day for football. Well, let's hope. It doesn't rain on our parade. Well. Right?
6: Just pack a jacket. Yeah. Or a a little rain slicker or something. Yeah. Because the temperature is going to be like 76.
5: Yeah, these are like morning temperatures we see in August. Mm -hmm. We experience them. I said this morning, (laughs) are we in August or October? but uh second summer maybe yeah, well, yeah i don't week? know it's going to be warm all next week too if you if you we'll take a third if necessary yeah if you look up there at the temperatures with the coming days on the top row they're not going to cool off until what does that say saturday on the far right 65 next saturday yes so nice week over, temperature over a week away yeah
6: all right well good morning folks and welcome uh, today, a free-for-all edition. Friday, wrapping up the week. All that sort of thing. Um, I was... I, I'm, you know, I love looking up weird stuff, right? And I came across this story that says... Um, that years ago... The servants in Egypt, those that uh, provided services to the Pharaoh, right? Hated honey. Uh, I like honey. Uh, and I'm talking about, you know, that sweet substance made by bees, right? Yes. Um, but why do you think the servants hated it? You're never going to get
5: this. Uh, I, yeah. I, uh, gotta I, I, won't, with, I won't. I, won't. I got to go with my go-to answer there on that one, my default answer when nothing makes sense. Okay. Which is? Vasco da Gama. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> he was an
6: explorer. Okay. <laughs> well, what, what what would happen is, you know, back in those days, they didn't have um, insecticides and things to keep insects away from you. So the pharaohs would make their servants... Paint themselves up with honey, (laughs) which drew other insects as well as bees. Of course, (laughs) attracted to them. Them. Yeah. Here. So they'd leave the pharaoh alone. You get stung, not me. Yeah. Think of that. (laughs) Yeah. I got stung by a hornet. It's been about four weeks ago now. Right just here at the base of my neck. Yep, I remember that. took a couple days to get um, past that mess. Let's see here. So, you see, I collect these weird stories. Now, let's see here. here. Here's another one. Harriet the tortoise met Charles Darwin. Okay, what could that be? Well, in fact, Harriet didn't just meet Charles Darwin. She was his pet. That's right, the famous scientist and theorist passed away in 1882, but nearly 50 years before that, he had collected Harriet From the Galapagos uh, Islands. Charles dropped off the tortoise in Australia, where she lived to a staggering 175 years of age. Think of that. In fact, Harriet didn't pass away until the year 2006, not all that long ago making her the only living creature of the 21st century to have met the creator of the theory of evolution. Did you have any idea
5: a tortoise could live 175 years? Yes, I knew they were very life-sustaining creatures.
6: You really did?
5: Yeah, that they do have a long lifespan. That's because they move at a, such a slow pace. They never have high blood pressure, no stress. They just cruise along at their own speed, hmm. whatever they want to do. Eat a little bit here and there, drink a little here and there. If they don't like something, hide at home, take their own home with them. Kind of like camping. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
6: um, you know the expression photoshopping, right? Yes. Joseph Stalin. Like him or not, the fact is that Joseph Stalin was way ahead of his time. See, the, the Soviet dictator used Photoshop before software was even invented. How exactly did he accomplish this? He would often retouch his photos in order to remove people who had died or had been removed, uh, usually violently, from the office. But uh, when photography specialists... When they've looked into these pieces that he has photoshopped, they are of a very high quality. Even though I'm not so keen on Mr. Stalin himself. See, now we could do this stuff all day, but I'm sure you don't want us to. (laughs) Oh well. We'll set these aside for
5: some other day. <clears throat> I've got one here that's pretty cool. What's that? It's it's not too long either. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, at one point, Pepsi apparently had the one of the largest militaries in the world. Yes, he said militaries. Um, the vice president of PepsiCo attended an American exhibition in Moscow in 1959. Now remember it's 1959 as part of an effort to convince the Soviet Union of the benefits of capitalism. Apparently Pepsi was such a big hit but there was a problem. Soviet money was not generally accepted worldwide so the USSR bought millions or excuse me billions dollars worth of Pepsi by trading submarines, military ships, and a lot of vodka for the soda in return for Pepsi Mm. products. Mm. For that brief time, PepsiCo apparently had the sixth largest military in the world until it sold all of the ships and submarines for scrap recycling. Think of that. Pepsi, one of the largest militaries of the world at one point. Hmm. Well, mind-blowing, I say, mind-blowing. I've
6: got, um, (laughs) I guess my wife must have clipped this out. So, Pat, thank you. So this is out of Reader's Digest, right? (coughs) And, frankly, that's not a publication I've ever become very familiar with. But my parents liked it, Pat likes it, and a number of people I do, I know do. But throughout the uh, thing, they have some puzzles or mind games or whatever you want to call it.
5: Yeah. I like reading that still today. Yeah. Okay.
6: See, I think I did a couple of these. Lightning never strikes the same place twice. True yep, or, yep, true or we false, did that one. Right?
5: Yeah, we did that one.
6: And I know we did Kentucky has more bottles of bourbon yep. than people. Yep. South Africa has a total of five official languages.
5: Yep, we did that one.
6: The World Series was first broadcast on the radio 100 years ago this month. Pretty cool. Did you know Atlanta is farther west than Cleveland?
5: Yes. I think I
6: did. Pablo Picasso made about 5,000 works of art during his lifetime. see here every part of the human body can repair itself
5: true or false oh um, true
6: let's see Mexico is the most popular international travel destination among Americans true or false True. Walmart sells a Patty LaBelle sweet potato pie every two minutes.
5: Cool. <laughs> True. Yeah. Have you had one?
6: No, but it sounds interesting. Sweet potato. I like sweet potato.
5: Oh, it's good. Sweet potato pie, butternut squash pie, pumpkin pie—just about any pie. Yes.
6: All right. Well, anyway, um, let's let's get a little more serious here. Uh, today is. October 8th. Uh, so it's International Off Road Day. Okay, I used to enjoy that sort of thing. With four wheelers and that's, that sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and after about the third try, Pat won't go with me anymore. <laughs> what did you do? Well, Were you it, getting a little crazy? I I think I was always crazy. Was. Uh, well, I haven't I haven't <laughs> driven one recently. But the point is, years ago, out with my friends Dale and Darla, uh, I used to um, use a four wheeler, and we would go up through the woods and up and down the hills and hills and everything like that and. I think I was um, ambitious, and I guess that's the reason that's my wife won't do it with me anymore.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Get a little rowdy out in the woods, were you? Yeah, yeah.
6: Okay, it's National Hero Day <clears throat> today. It's National Fluffer Nutter Day. Okay, I need help there.
5: I think I might too.
6: Fluffer Nutter, one fluffernutter. word. Fluffer
5: sounds, Nutter. Sounds good though, doesn't it? It sounds like it could be a food. <laughs> yeah.
6: It's National Pierogi Day and American Touch Tag Day. Well, most of these we understand, but what in the world is a fluffer Nutter? I'm going to say
5: it's some kind of sandwich spread. Without looking yet. Okay, here we go. Yep. Brings about a yummy and extraordinary combination. Some food holidays are stickier than others. And National Fluffernutter Day is a stick to your ribs, chin, fingers, nose kind of day. Celebrate zealously, then take a bath. (laughs) It is a sweet marshmallow-like spread called Marshmallow Cream that was invented in 1917. Uh, during World War I, Emma and Arm- Amory Curtis of Melrose, Massachusetts invented snowflake marshmallow cream, and then they published a recipe for a peanut butter and marshmallow cream sandwich, the earliest known example of a fluffer nutter. Sandwich. Well. Mm-hmm. That'd be good on a graham cracker too, wouldn't it? Kind of like a s'more. I suppose. I suppose we could.
6: I mean, it just what they're describing doesn't doesn't rock my boat. Yeah, you could probably put that on just about anything. I mean, uh, uh, it sounds okay. Put
5: it on a pickle.
6: Just not extraordinary. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll leave that one be.
5: Fluffer Nutter. How about uh,
6: historical stuff? All right, let's go back to the year 1480. Great standing on the Ugra, 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 U-G-R-A, anyway, We River. A standoff between forces of Akmat Khan, Khan of the Great Horde, and Ivan III, Grand Prince of All Rus', Tataro-Mongols' Mongols retreat leads to disintegration of the Horde. Um, anyway, in a, a, a historical event. 1856, the Second Opium War, or Second Anglo-Chinese War, begins with the Arrow Incident on the Pearl River. 1915, the Battle of Luce on World War I, Western Front, ends forces contained the British attack, 85,000 casualties. Now, a casualty doesn't necessarily mean a death, right? Correct. It can be injuries as well as deaths. I think that's right. Yeah, I think it is. 1917, Leon Trotsky, named chairman of the Petrograd Soviet, as Bolsheviks gained control. And the last of these sort of events, in 2001, our U.S. President, George W. Bush, announces the establishment of the Office of Homeland Security. Well, next in store is um, where we do some famous birthdays. Uh, We've got four typically, and today we do have that. Um, oddly, today, three of the four are still alive. So let's start with the one that isn't. Johnny Ramone. He was born in 1948, and he died in 2004. Now, I'm guessing he was an entertainer
5: of sorts? Yeah, I want to say he played with, uh, well, the Ramones, the band ramones we'll see john william cummings known professionally as johnny ramone was an american guitarist and songwriter who was the guitarist for the punk rock band the ramones huh. he was the founding member of the band and along with vocalist joey ramone remained a constant member throughout their entire career the next one we have and we're going to go
6: uh in order of um I guess we'll go in order of seniority. So the oldest to the youngest. These the next three are all living. Sigourney Weaver.
5: She's celebrating her seventy-second birthday. She is an American actress. Susan Alexandra Sigourney Weaver. Considered a pioneer of action heroines in science fiction films. Weaver played Ellen Ripley. The Alien franchise, who is often regarded as one of the most significant female protagonists in cinema history.
6: The next one to be mentioned, uh, should be well known to all of us, Matt Damon. Yes. Celebrating his 51st
5: birthday today. Wow. Yeah. That doesn't seem possible. <laughs> well,
6: what do you mean? You,
5: th- you Well, were... just time flies. Yeah. I mean, you know, he he was great in the Jason Bourne series. I I I enjoyed watching those that uh, he was not in, I think the 3rd or 4th one.
6: And the last person we have to mention is Bruno Mars
5: celebrating his 36th birthday. Perfect. He is an American singer. Right. Yes.
6: Now, Two deaths to mention. John Hancock. He lived from 1737 to 1793. Names very familiar to everyone, or should be. But just hit us with a couple of points. Why he was so well
5: known to us. Well, he was one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence. He's a, a lot of people. When you look at that, uh, I think he is like the the biggest signature on that document.
6: That's right. He had a pretty flashy uh, signature.
5: Yeah. Okay.
6: The other person. By the way. John Hancock, born in 1737, died on this date in
5: 1793. He was an American merchant, statesman, and a prominent patriot of the American Revolution. And uh, put a lot of things on the line. A lot of people don't realize this, but so many people that were revolutionaries then sacrificed their homes, families, businesses, Mm -hmm. fortunes for the uh, revolution against Great Britain to become America.
6: And the other person to be um, uh, brought out today is that of Franklin Pierce. Oh. He was born in 1804, died in 1869.
5: He was an American president. I do know that without looking it up. Uh, 14th US president, serving from 1853 to 1857 He was a Northern Democrat who believed that the abolitionist movement was a fundamental threat to the unity of the country. What was he best known for? Oh, he goes on to say he was a handsome young president whose policies may have helped push the United States into civil war. Born in New Hampshire in a log Cabin, his father Benjamin Pierce became yeah. quite successful.
6: I just uh, once you mentioned this handsome thing, I went back to look at his picture again, and I, yeah, I guess there's,
5: you know, I, I, I guess that's possible. <laughs> Beauty is in the eyes of the beholder, okay. and who are we to judge? Um. I don't
6: know. It's been a few days since we've talked about COVID's statistics. What with this being the end of the week, maybe we should do so today. Um, <clears throat> I, I do have a number of people who, as I see about town, indicate they think this is a good report. So, I hope others share that same opinion. Not a good report, but I mean a worth, um, an important to know sort of thing, okay? Worldwide, we got basically 7.8 billion people living in this world. Um, so far, there have been 237 million cases, which is 3% of the world's population uh, have had it. Now, as of yesterday... 46.1% of the world's population have been vaccinated. 46.1%. Let's just keep going. Worldwide, there were 9,661 deaths yesterday. Bringing the total to 4,844,821. So 2%. 2% of those who actually have had it, COVID, have passed. And we're talking about in worldwide numbers. Presently there's eighteen million active cases. And by the same token we have two hundred and fourteen million, four hundred and fifty five thousand two hundred and forty two that have recovered worldwide. So ninety point f- almost ninety point four percent of those that have caught it worldwide have Recovered. For some, it was a few days. For some, it was a few weeks. Let's go to the United States. Um, we here in this nation have three hundred and thirty-two million eight hundred and sixty-nine thousand in change. That's our population. Presently, let's see here. No, that's not the right term. How many cases has the U.S. seen? 44,932,379. That's 13.5% of our nation's population has... COVID to some degree. Now, 727,895 have died. That's 1.62% of those that caught it have died. 1.6%. Active cases, as of yesterday, are at 9,808,602. Recovered. That means they've had it, but recovered. 34,395,882. That's 76.55%. The vaccination rate for our nation, 64.2% have been vaccinated. What about the state of Ohio? 54.3%. What about Athens? 47.4%. Come on, Athens. You can do better. Okay, so let's go back and do Ohio figures. We only hit on the vaccination thing. So we got 11,689,000 people here in our state. The first case was, no, I'm sorry, January 24th. Um, Well, there's something wrong here. No, March 1st of 2020 was the first case. Uh, Yesterday there were 6,310 new cases, bringing the active numbers up to... 91,106. Now since the whole thing began we've had 1,452,096 cases statewide. In ICU treatment right now statewide 9,636. In non-ICU settings, so in the hospital somewhere, but not not in that intensive care place. 65,307. Now, they're saying recovered so far, 1.36061 million. people have recovered. I'm rounding these up or down if they're just 10 numbers apart. Something like that. Just to keep it easier in our heads. Um, Vaccination statewide, I already gave you this, 54.34%. No new deaths in the state of Ohio over the last couple days. But since it all began, 22,490 deaths in the state. And now the median age oh last week sometime it dropped from it had been 40 for a longest time. But it did drop down to 39. Uh, perhaps four days ago. Now, I'm leaving this report just for a minute to say that Pfizer, I believe, has now requested government approval. They've thoroughly tested their stuff and they want the test results to be examined by the government because they believe their vaccine is now safe for... Well, basically, all ages, I think. Or at least to a very young age now. So we'll see how that all unfolds here in the next day or two. (coughs) I think I've covered that well enough now, right? Okay. Uh, (coughs) So we'll set that over here we have about 10 minutes remaining today scott and i went through our list of things here this morning we have three in-depth reports i'll just give you the titles headphones are really pinching my
5: pinching the old gourd gourd this morning okay (laughs) Um. So,
6: these are all 2021 reports, right? So, one is entitled, Safest Cities in America. Another one is Hardest Working States in America. And the last one is Best and Worst Cities to Drive in in America. So... Um, I'm going to hand these to you, Scott. And maybe we'll get to those sometime next week. Okay. But speaking of COVID, when we treat COVID as a simple morality play, we can end up making bad predictions. So, you see, there was this thing called the September swoon. In the final weeks of the summer, with COVID 19 cases soaring, and the uh, rituals of autumn about to resume. Oh, great. My phone. Many people assumed that the pandemic was on the verge of getting even worse. Children were returning to classroom five days a week. Broadway was reopening. And movie fans were heading to theaters again. In football stadiums across the country, fans were crowding together, usually unmasked, to cheer, sing, And drink. (laughs) Anyway, going on. Given all of this and the Delta variant, public discussion had a decidedly grim tone as the summer wound down. It may only get worse, read a political headline. The new school year is already a disaster. That was um, printed by Business Insider. The Washington Post cited an estimate that daily caseloads in the U.S. could reach 300,000 in August, higher than ever before. An expert quoted in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette suggested the number could be higher yet. In the New York Times, an epidemiologist predicted that Cases would rise in September because children were going back to school. And what actually happened? Well, cases plunged. That's right. They really did. Between September 1st and October 6th, they plunged. The best measure of U.S. cases, a seven-day average, adjusted for holiday anomalies, peaked around 166,000 on September 1st, the very day that seemed to augur a new surge. The number of daily new cases has since fallen almost 40%. Hospitalizations are down 30%. Deaths, which, re, which typically change direction in a few weeks after cases have declined, declined 13% since September 20th. To be fair, forecasting a pandemic is inherently difficult. Virtually all of us, expert or not, have at times been surprised by COVID and incorrect about what was likely to happen next. Simply stated, it's unavoidable. But there is a pattern to some of the recent mistakes and understandings, and understanding it can help us avoid repeating them. Um, Folks, this is an article in the New York Times this morning. It's available online. You don't have to go buy a copy of the paper. And I think if you're dealing with any sort of depression about this whole thing or just Continue to be worried. I I don't want you to stop worrying. But I I think reading this article can be helpful. And give you some. Important information. Which may make you feel just a bit better. I hope that makes sense. All right, what else do we have here?
5: I guess that's pretty much everything. Okay. Well, while you you are perusing there, you want to make the show official for today?
6: Well... It's really a shame when something as simple as saying,
5: Yaba Daba Do, um, makes the show official. Oh, but not a shame whatsoever. Just think of how many people are listening right now that have noticed, <clears throat> excuse me, or not noticed, <laughs> yeah, that he hasn't said it yet. Yabba-dabba-doo, folks. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome. It's a Friday. See, now you you won't have to go all weekend and run into your acquaintances and say, hey, by the way. And then you can think, hmm.
6: They'll they'll harass me if I don't.
5: Yeah. So there. Now, that just saved you a lot of stress. (laughs) Yabba-dabba-doo stress (laughs) for the weekend. Only
6: if I had thought about it later. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I
5: thank you for reminding me yeah but uh, if nothing else it would be a good conversation piece there too hey Dave you know what I was listening to you guys on Friday morning and then it would hit you you'd be like oh, I forgot you know what
6: I've also forgotten is
5: that you put in a piece of music didn't I did. you yeah and, uh, if you want to hit turntable or excuse me CD number one there far left there you go Okay, let's see what we got here. All (laughs)
2: right.
6: I hate to tell you, this is kind of a funny thing. (laughs) The particular version that's got pulled and put in there uh, years ago with Ricky Sook, I recorded all of those. And uh, we we put out two or three different CDs. Um,
5: Applause, applause.
6: Anyway, it's all for homecoming, folks. Yes. And it's just a few hours away.
3: In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com.
1: I'm Cammy McCormick. A lackluster jobs report for September, 194,000 jobs added. That's half what was expected. Mark Hamrick of Bankrate.com.
3: Among sectors, leisure and hospitality, that includes bars and restaurants. We were hoping for a better showing there. Local and state education lost a substantial number of jobs, according to the report.
1: Among the findings of the latest census, we're still moving to places sweltering due to climate change, and that's because so many people are looking for work. Jim Crusula reports.
4: Searing heat brought on by climate change isn't keeping people from moving to places like Phoenix or Las Vegas. Jobs are driving much of the growth of the Southwest, despite more and more days with temperatures well over 100 degrees. Federal officials have found that the nation's five fastest growing cities, Phoenix, Las Vegas, Houston, Fort Worth, and Seattle, are in areas at relatively... Relatively high to very high risk of a natural disaster. They include stronger hurricanes, flooding, wildfires, and heat waves, all of which are associated with climate change.
1: COVID cases are dropping. The burnout among healthcare workers could be long lasting, as Jonathan Vigliotti reports from Boise, Idaho. We have now had to convert day surgery to a fourth intensive care unit space.
3: ICU Director Dr. Megan McInerney is normally the last
6: person you want to meet at St. Alphonse's Hospital's growing COVID ward.
1: If you're sick enough with COVID to meet me, uh, your chances of dying are pretty high.
3: About 50% of patients who have been intubated in recent months